<laughs> the scary old man with the squinty eyes. <laughs> the hunched over. What are you looking at? He's not fighting back. Uh, Sorry to hear that. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1247, Feb 16, 2024. 60 degrees, another 60. That was Ooh. in 1981. I don't remember that. And it was uh, 26 below on this day in 1936. And I don't remember that either. Yeah. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king. Fireworks Commissioner and the Keeper of Common Sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Is there a uh, is there a courtroom in the country today that's not occupied by a Trump case? <laughs> <laughs> Explain to me why I should care if this guy and this gal were um, canning apricots. Why should I care? Thank you. I was around a bunch of people last night who apparently watched this trial on CNN yesterday. Fanny Willis is what? The Fulton County Georgia District yep. Attorney. Yeah. Right? And, yep. and they have some Trump-related case where uh, he was trying to overthrow the vote. Right. And now That's the Trump weird. lawyers have attempted to what? Get Fannie Willis off the case? Correct. That's Why? what they're trying to do. Uh, because she and a, an assistant to her had a relationship. What does that have uh, to do with the case? I, I don't know. That's We talked about this when you were not seated also. I'm not sure this is, uh, why. The, this is what we were talking about that led to our... Big discussion, right, John? Did you ever think I you think live so. in a time yeah. where no a former president yeah, B. <laughs> right? No. B. Anyway. And then this was gonna evolve from that. Case well, it and... seems like the American judicial system is busy taking care of their own kind. That the yeah. uh, the third rail has consumed the judicial process. Well, we all are. Well, that agreement. isn't true. And you know, Crow Wing County, somebody's in court today for, you know, hitting a sheep on the head with a baseball bat or something. But I, but some, but basically, you know, the only thing in the news is all of the courtrooms that this psycho is occupying. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, it's over. It's just, uh, I, I'm just going to go right into what you guys are. It's over. Here's, it's over. There's here's not, how I. We can't win. When John and I were discussing this Fanny thing, what I think, if, if I remember right, I said something along the lines of, I don't believe there's a man or woman walking this country right now that could fix this mess. I think we are beyond repair. And I actually wrote this down at 15 minutes after the hour. Executive branch, corrupt. Legislative branch, corrupt. Uh, corrupt. Judicial branch, corrupt. I think this country and the federal portion of it has been compromised to the point where nobody will be able to fix this mess. The FBI, the CIA, Department of Justice, Homeland Security, Everybody is corrupt. Have you read about? Will the will the reckoning fix it? Or you you contend that we're we're in the reckoning? I'm in the reckoning right now. I contend uh, the reckoning is yet to visit us. 
How so? How can you say that? things can always get worse. Oh. That's one way to look at it. Things can always get worse. Have you heard about the illegal immigrants that are going to be released if this deal on uh, Ukraine and the border wall, if that deal isn't reached, they're threatening to uh, release all these illegal. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that alone will drive you to insanity. Do you you know that uh, uh, in this state, I did not know this, we have a new program called One Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You yes. found this on a state website? Uh, this was from the state of Minnesota website. Yep. Immigrants and refugees are crucial to Minnesota's growth. They significantly impact Minnesota's economy through small business creation, food fraud scandals. No, that isn't in there. No, that's not. Exceptional true. cultural contributions in meeting labor needs. But they face barriers like access to state government services. Why did what what what's the barrier? What is the is there a barrier? Is there a wall? Uh, so we we uh, we have the uh, we are we are permanently establishing and funding the Office of New Americans. So, and this is through the Deed Office, Department of Economic Development. The one Minnesota budget proposes seven hundred and fifty grand annually to support the Office of New Americans. This total included the two hundred and fifty grand a year to fund agency translation services. Okay, at least five hundred for the salaries of the people who run the office, and then they're not going to do anything. This is just yet an expansion of state government. One Minnesota proposes using state funds to establish a permanent office. The office will focus solely on supporting immigrant and refugee integration. Now, add to this Lee Finke's desire to uh, use money to help transitioning LGBTQPMPPPRT people Mm -hmm. to the state, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. giving them new maps for the bicycle paths, for example. I, I don't know what else they would do. Tips on laundry. I have no idea. Do you know that Finky uh, is a big fan of the movie Frankenstein? Really? I was reading this in Alpha. The original? Yeah, and has a uh, has a Bride of Frankenstein tattoo and and loves the fact that uh, the Bride of Frankenstein will kill. I think that's on his... I, it's something goofy. But what do you expect? He skateboards around the Capitol. Those, those two first two movies are brilliant, though. Sorry. Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. That well, has nothing to do with his... Is that putting on the wrists? <laughs> no, it's the originals from the 30s, Chris. Oh, got it. <laughs> I don't want to read this, Chris. Well, Joe, here's why you should read it. Um, because part of this, ladies and gentlemen, in what the Office of New Americans is going to do is provide the following to our new friends traveling from abroad. Government-issued driver's license, free job placement services, subsidized housing, subsidized health insurance, free medicines, free cell phones, free K-12 through schooling, and free college tuition. And we're footing that bill. Which carpenter, well a carpenter in Delano with a wife and two kids isn't getting those benefits. No. Right. No, what's great about this one Minnesota plan is that they're going to work together to improve the lives of all of us by uh, working to implement policies that achieve results. As long as they're 
Democratic DFL policies were working together. They're completely excluding anybody that questions their motives. And the first line you read of this thing, Joe, please please say that again. Just the very first sentence of the one Minnesota budget establishing a new if, office Im- of America. Immigrants and refugees are crucial to Minnesota's future growth. And by growth, we mean votes. Mm-hmm. Vision. Minnesota is the best state in the country for children to grow up in. Those of all races, ethnicities, religions, economic statuses, gender identities, sexual orientations, disabilities, and zip codes. Well, speaking of zip codes, how about you wander up to, say, old Dowling and Lindale and see how it's going for the kids in that neighborhood. So I'm or glad Broadway and Lindale. Can- Ask the kids in that hood. Kenny, I'm glad you said that. Last Friday when I left the golf show... I left behind the convention center and went back that way through Loring Park towards 394 to go home. I haven't been that way in probably 10 years, I bet. How about all those kids in South Minneapolis between Franklin and Lake Street and Park Portland and Cedar? Ask all the residents of that area how it's going for the kiddos. I went that way, too. I, I didn't see anything. Through Loring Park? I didn't go through the park. Well, Okay. I wouldn't have known where to turn to go through the park. It did not feel like the <laughs> Minneapolis in which uh, we we all grew up with. It's, I'll, I'll just put it that well, way. How do you think I feel being a little bit older than you? Yeah, just a little. Who, who is uh, who is uh, who is Kevin O'Leary? Kevin O'Leary from the Shark Tank. Do you know uh, the show Shark yeah. Tank? Yeah, sure. He's Mister Unbeliever, or not Mister Mister. Uh, He's a bald-headed guy in yeah, Shark Tank. Yeah, he's the the mean one or the. Well, is he? Does he? Is he? Does he know what he's talking about? Uh, who he's is very he? Rich. He's Why very do you rich. Bring he's it up? an entrepreneur. Why? Well, because it's right in line with what we've been saying. He calls Minnesota a loser state. Well, well sounds he, like him. He's right on the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's playing off the idea that he he found uh, he found Delaware's refusal to acknowledge. Uh, Musk's attempt to what? Incorporate in Delaware? Uh, and Delaware didn't want any part of it, and he calls Delaware a loser state. Uh, then he goes on to say other loser states like New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Michigan, California, those are loser states where you avoid putting money to work or doing anything corporately because their policy is very unstable. Okay. He's born in Montreal. It's, Lebanese descent. He's sixty-nine years old. It's Lebanese wonderful. descent with a name like O'Leary. Yep, <laughs> Mister Wonderful. Yeah, but it's nice that an outsider recognizes what we've been saying for so long. And uh, what else does he say? Uh, that's uh, that's the only mention Minnesota gets. But he he ranks Minnesota among the states he would consider loser states. Uh, for Pete's sake, he doesn't even have Illinois in there. That should be in there. Anyway, uh, it's over. Uh, you guys have convinced me. I'm no longer looking for the for the optimistic side of anything. <laughs> it's it's done. It's done. And there's no way to turn this around. Uh, I happen to think there'll be a reckoning. You think we're in the middle of the reckoning? I can't account for that. Uh, I think that. Well, here here here's Rebecca weighing in. Very important regarding the uh, tax rebate. That puny tax rebate that they've even managed to screw that up. I wanted to add to what another listener shared about his rebate check. My friend has also not received his check. Every time he has called the Minnesota Department of Revenue, they tell him more checks are going out 
and to call in another month if he doesn't receive his. We discover that they are using an incorrect address for my friend. But pointing this out to the state doesn't seem to have helped. They did manage to send a 1099 to his correct address, though. Mm. When he called to ask why he has to pay taxes on money he never got, the Department of Revenue said he will get the check and to wait another month. They said it's taking time because, are you ready? Yep. 216,000 people still haven't received their checks. The guy squanders the guy being walls. He blows an $18 billion surplus, talking big out of that fat side of his mouth. How he's going to give everybody 2500 bucks or whatever the hell the figure was. <laughs> yep. That gets boiled down to 300 and they can't, they screwed that up. Mm. Aren't they? They're recutting them, aren't they? They are. I have that in the news, actually, yes. Yeah. Well, read it now, John. All right. Uh, I know the, the gist of the story is people who have not received their check yet or have not cashed a check yet, they will be getting a new check. Okay. So All right. that's that's the gist of the story. There's, I mean, it's, can, you, can know, you, you know, what? A, 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 <laughs> honest to God, a, a reasonable governor with just some modicum of sense could have saved us a lot of problems. I mean, very serious. The governor could have quashed the $730 million new state office building. He could have said, no, that's a bad optic. We don't need that. We've got plenty of space. We still have people working from home or on Zoom. We're not going to take almost another billion dollars of taxpayer money and build an unneeded office. If you think space is that desperate, there's plenty of rental space in St. Paul that you could damn near walk to. A governor could have said, uh, we're not going to squander $18 billion. How about you just limit yourself to playing around with $5 billion of it? And let's tuck the rest away because we're going to have rainy days. Or he could go to the likes of Lee Finky on the House floor and say, Lee, cool it a little. You're, this, this, this is absurd. If you, if you want a million dollars to help transition LGBTQ people, then, you know, someone else is going to ask for a million dollars to lo- relocate bongo players. So let's, let's, let's cool it. We don't What's, have that, Governor. We don't have that. What's incredible, Joe, is the people aren't saying that right now. It seems like you're the only one. As a matter of fact, every week, it seems like there's another special interest group. You know, people that walk with a limp have one eye and only fart out of the left side of their body are mad because the 18 billion surplus, they didn't get their taste. And we, our group, our small little group needs three million a year. And how come you didn't serve us? You know, yep. it's so hilarious. Nobody is saying give the money back. Well, well, and the weirdest part of, to me, the weirdest part of all this is all of this happened and all that money was spent, et cetera, et cetera. And everybody in Minnesota, not everybody, but a large portion of Minnesotans appear to be on board with all of it. Which yeah. I, you know, you guys see me as a little more liberal than you guys. I'm not on board with it. Well, let me tell you what, something. What? That's why I went from awakening to reckoning. I've given oh, up on awakening. Okay. Right. I've but given up on awakening. Is it because that what John just said is an example of not enough people are paying <laughs> that, attention? Right. Nobody, a, nobody seems to care. Yeah. No, John's example is a prime example why there isn't an, an awakening. You're right. Yep. Uh, there's not even, well, 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you gotta laugh. Mm -hmm. Well, do you, do you, did you know? Probably. <laughs> did you know about uh, Kevin O'Leary that he is conservative? And you're going to like this. Um, he. I'll keep going. To, oh, I got to find Likes it. Well, rookie, that, Matthew, that means he's going to be shouted down every time he says something because he's an evil. Uh, he's an well, evil. No, conservative. doesn't he have a big spot on o the show? O'Leary no, co founded Special show. Event Television. It was an independent television production company that produced original sports programming such as The Original Six, Don Cherry's Grapevine. Bobby Orr and the Hockey Legends. Well, he did some Don, hockey stuff. Yeah, huh? Don hockey. Cherry. Oh. Don Cherry was a wild man. Yeah. Now, listen. Did you know? <laughs> did I know what? Are, are we now worried about the Greenland ice shelf? Has that been in the news? That we're, Of course, of course gonna, are. the icebergs are going to break off. They roll that out every once in a while. It's, it's kind of it's a semi... Is it semi-annual? I would or? say semi-annual. Well, that's what we call... No, biannual. It's biannual. Biannual. We call that play in the hits. Hey, we need to put that one back on. Well, here's from the here's from the site. heavy rotation. Yeah, <laughs> here's from the people at Nature. These are you know okay. You know, you they know. got some street cred. Nature, saying? nature. Well, it says global sea levels would rise by several meters if Greenland's ice sheet melted completely. Two studies, though, have examined its past behavior in an effort to evaluate its vulnerability in a warming world. And have come to seemingly conflicting, huh? conflicting conclusions. Yes, thank you. Uh, the Greenland ice shelf has undergone one or more episodes of deglaciation during the last million years. Deglaciation. Even this has happened before. Huh. Okay. And they go to the shot of the the edge of the iceberg plummeting into the. Uh, the uh, melted ice, which would be water. They conclude that the East Greenland ice sheet remained present during the Pleistocene. That was an epoch that lasted from 2.6 million to 11,700 years ago, but grew and shrank dynamically in response to climate over the millennia. Okay. Isn't that, isn't that something? Isn't that, isn't that nature? And they can't find evidence for past waxing and waning of the Greenland ice sheet. Okay. Because the glacial debris that can provide a record of ice sheet dynamics is erased each time glaciers advance after a period of deglaciation. Hmm. These cosmogenic nuclides, well, that's getting, it's getting a little heavy for yeah, me. Yeah, big words, too big. But, but uh, you know, let's cut to the chase, which we came up with the other day if the if the ice sheet is in fact calving cav cav l v what it's calv calv calving calving like a calf yeah we don't have a calf got a bull right and it's calving <laughs> let's just cut to the chase that's caused by capitalism oh yeah i didn't know that oh yeah that's not caused by uh the sun which AOC would investigate at night because it's cooler at night. It's caused. It's caused by capitalism. And if it rains again in California in the next month, that's caused by capitalism. Oh, okay. This turn in our winter weather here was caused by capitalism. 
Interesting. And if only we could get rid of capitalism. That's a lot of power. It really is. Yeah. But that's what's causing it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It is calving. 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 Yeah, it's not calving. It's calving. Calving. Well, now see, hang on. I have calf. To is calf. there anything K-A-V. about C-A-L-V. in there? C-A-L-V-I-N-G, the breaking of ice chunks from the edge of a glacier. No, Kenny, but they got apocalyptic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still embarrassed about that. The rest of this piece, which is (laughs) wonderful and very uh, footnoted and careful and peer-reviewed and what have you, basically is you have the truthful scientists arguing with the people who essentially want to say, no, it's capitalism. What the hell? Huh. Eh, you know, no. it's over. No. Can't bleep it. The hell <laughs> been over it. for a while. Uh, no, 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 let, 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 no, no. Here, here. Coal mines. Not mines. Coal, coal-fired coal power mine. plants. Oh, I threw that stat away. It's. I got it. You got it good. It's amazing. No. <laughs> I don't know the, why I went only, looking for this. Only capitalism is under attack for the climate. I mean, I, that's not even hyperbole, mm. right? <laughs> right? Right, right. Only capitalism. Only I know. I know. I'm supposed to take a break. Leave me alone. Don't Don't you you leave me alone. Don't interrupt leave him. He's rolling. He's on a roll. I, I know capitalism is to blame, and it's only Western civilization that is to blame for climate change. Everyone else is pure and innocent, and communism is wonderful. And uh, in fact, there's a great cartoon. Why don't the Chinese worry about? Climate change. Well, because they're already communists. Hey, 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 hey now. Keep it fair. Keep it fair. Take a break. How many coal-burning plants are in China? And, Kenny, your source of this was something called Statista.com. Statistics of things around the world. I looked it up on many different sources, and it's all the same number. Take a a guess, boys. How many operating coal-fired power plants in China? (laughs) It's a big country. Uh, 20. Oh, I'm going to guess it's more than that. You're so sweet, John. Come on over here and give Daddy a hug. It's got to be a thousand. And you? No. This is Uh, the last guess. Five thousand. No, but you were on the right track. Three thousand ninety-two operating coal-fired power plant units in China as of January third. Of this year, just two, wow. three weeks wow. ago. Why is that not ever referenced? Why is this the uh, first time I've heard of that? John said twice. No. How no, many coal close. plants? How many coal plants are in the United States? Uh, 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 coal-fired power plants. <laughs> it's got to be the same. 20. In use, John. Now you say twenty. I'm going to guess a thousand. In use in the U.S. as of this moment. I would. Uh, I would say uh, twenty-five. 217 oh, operational yeah. coal-fired power stations in the United States. I was not close. So 3,092 in China, but they're off the hook for climate change because they're already communists. Right. And Joe. We're on still- the hook for it because capitalism is to blame for burning coal. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> they're still building more in yeah, China. China not can't stopping. build them fast enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plus, they're throwing them up in Africa, where they're where they're mining for all the BS you need for your BS electric car, and they're doing it in India. Mm-hmm. There's not a plot of land where the Chineseers 
wouldn't look at and say this would be a good spot for a yeah. coal plant. Is that offensive? Chinesers? <laughs> Chinese? Yeah. What the hell's wrong with that? I don't, okay, I'm just asking yeah, a question. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to take a break. Okay. Okay. How about before the world comes to an end, you look up my friends at North American Banking Company. In fact, I was just on the phone with them this morning. They're fantastic. How'd it go? We're running the numbers. Oh, yeah. You got to check we're, the numbers. We're running the numbers. Um, I, I actually called my location, which is in Roseville, but you can also see North American Banking Company at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location over there in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they are also locally owned and operated. Here's why that's a big deal. That means that loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They don't send those out of state, and this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. North American Banking Company deals with numbers every single day, but you are never one of them, and they get it. They realize that there is no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of being just a number to your big national bank, then check out my friends at North American Banking Company online, nabankco.com, nabankco.com. Com is their website. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Hey everybody, it's John here and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie, and they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need, and you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. GarageLogic is a sweet way to treat your sweetheart. A $25 gift certificate for Grand Old Creamery on sale this week for half price. That's $25 of super premium ice cream for only $12.50. Get your favorite flavor from the 32 flavors to choose from in store at any time. Certificates are in limited supply, so get yours right now before they're gone. Then redeem them at either one of the two Grand Old Creamery locations, Grand Avenue in St. Paul or Cedar Avenue in Minneapolis. Grand Old Creamery also offers malts, shakes, cakes, pints, and quarts of ice cream to take home. And, of course, their famous sweet-smelling homemade hand-rolled walted waffle cones. You know, they got that little whopper in the bottom. Delicious. It's really a sweet way to treat your sweetheart. So act now. Get your $25 Grand Ole Creamery voucher for only $12.50 by visiting garagelogic.com. Keyword deal to get yours while they last. That's garagelogic.com. Keyword deal. Reality with a bite. The Joe Shooter Show. Easy for me to say. Bruce Carlson of Minnesota posted on the Facebook Snowjet Nation message board. Message board. Uh, I bought this 77 Kawasaki Snowjet at the end of last year. Had it been stored inside for many years. I cleaned the car, but started right up. Seemed to run well. I ran it once briefly about a month month ago, but then got it out for the second time today. It ran okay for 300 yards, then died. I can get it to start again on full choke. 
but it won't keep running. What should I do? A guy from Sydney, Nova Scotia, chimed in. Being lazy myself, I would try to get a strong concert concentration of seafoam additive into it and let it sit for at least 24 hours. But that's just me. So me, Kenny, I would add, put this seafoam additive into a spray bottle, get it running on a stand, then slowly spray the seafoam right into the yap. It's going to smoke. It'll gurgle and spew. But if the blockage is minimal, it'll clear out. If it's not minimal, pull that carb. It's really easy. And douse it with seafoam top engine cleaner. It's a carb cleaner. Then blow it out, put it on, hit the trails. The great thing is you can find seafoam engine additive, top engine cleaner, and deep creep in the automotive aisles in stores all over this great country. A product for everything that ails our cylinders, our carburetors, and crankcases. And a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, seafoam. I am uh, so thrilled that Arnie Carlson is going to join us. Uh, Arnie was governor in Minnesota from 1991 to 1999, and uh, I'd like to tell him, is he on the air? Hello, Governor. Good morning or good afternoon. How are you? Pretty good. I, uh, You know, I might have had fun or two in a sentence at your expense over the years, but as I look back on your reign, <laughs> I sure miss the 90s, Governor. <laughs> Frankly, I do, too. Forget about me, but I, I do miss the, the, the whole idea that government could actually work for people, and there could be civil disagreements and also competent kinds of discussions, and, and we've lost that. I'm, I'm calling you, or you were kind enough to get back to us, because you had a wonderful letter in the Star Tribune today. Uh, I'll read it quickly. The f uh, you have two points. The first is the total failure of the media and our elected officials to deal with the findings of the study released by the Humphrey School of Public Affairs in May 2021 that stated our legislators were granting special favors to wealthy campaign donors, including being able to shape legislation. This influence peddling is both corrupt and illegal. Where are the news stories and editorials and where is the attorney general? The second is the steady demise of our citizens' legislature that has evolved during my time from one with a modest staff that was housed entirely in the state capitol to one that employs more than 500 people and occupies two majestic buildings costing over $800 million. Worse still is that 300 of those employees are partisan staffers hired and managed by party caucuses but paid for by the public. Simply, each party caucus is now a massive political operation with more than 50 people engaged in communications alone. Add automatic pay raises, and it looks like a full-time mini-Congress with large partisan armies more dedicated to special interests and incumbent protection than voluntary public service. Is that what we want? Signed, Arnie H. Carlson, Lake City. That's, uh, I, I can't imagine what must be going through your mind when you look at what's happening now. Yeah, it's really sad. I'm 89 years old, and, and you look back and you see, the, you know, you see mistakes you made, but overall you really begin to appreciate how well our democracy worked. Mm-hmm. And now we've got these massive political armies uh, that engage in constant warfare, all at our expense, accomplish little, but more than anything else, they're paying very little attention to the future. Very, very little. 
And then we turn to our children and we wonder why they no longer believe in the American dream. I, I, I call it a reckoning. Do you believe some sort of reckoning is in yeah. store for us? I think very much so. I think when you add uh, several things together, uh, one is what I call the over-corruption of our system by all the moneyed interests that seem to run it. Mm-hmm. Climate change. Uh, coming to grips with the reality that climate change is not only real, uh, but is coming swifter uh, than anticipated. I, I, I don't believe that, but I respect your opinion. And, and the third part is the massive load of debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's impossible to continue. And now we're beginning to see some experts in the financial market starting to blow the whistle. But again, nobody's paying attention. Uh, but pretty soon you're going to have 20, 30, 40 percent of the entire federal budget will be to pay interest rate on the debt. We're working ourselves into a massive debt hole. Governor, is it reasonable to say that during your tenure, most <laughs> legislators were servants from the public who came to the Capitol and did their job and then returned to their working life. Is that a reasonable way to look at it? Yeah, I I think when you use the word most, I think that's the most accurate way. You can't say all, but certainly most. And Uh, compared to get those people that are underemployed and in the legislature and see the legislature as, 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 you know, some kind of a, uh, ongoing job that never ends but today governor it seems that it's it's become the job of choice for career activism career activists i'm afraid you're right i really and truly am and you can see that in the actions i mean if you compare from let's say what a campaign costs suppose you wanted to run for office let's say in 1975 Mm would it cost you somewhere between five and eight thousand dollars roughly And you can raise that from your friends, your college friends, et cetera, your neighbors at coffee parties. Uh, Democrats used to have bean feeds. So it was a doable thing. Now these incumbents start out with money that comes from the caucus via the special interest fundraising at Mm 130000 Well, how can you, you run against that? Your opponent has 130000 and you can barely scrape together a few hundred. And the worst part is that 130 is just the base. If an incumbent gets into trouble, the caucuses have massive amounts that they can pour in on top of that. Mm-hmm. Governor, it's it's rookie. Uh, I just have a quick question for you. What was the reason you ran for city council to begin your political career? Uh, well, I, I had worked. I, I had run a, a congressional race for John Johnson in Minneapolis. And in the pro, and he he had been on he was on the city council, and I got to know what the city government was, and I thought that and I had just left Control Date, and I thought that would be a wonderful opportunity uh, to to really learn governance on a local basis, and so I enjoyed it. I it's it probably the best political learning experience I've ever had because you're always so close to the people. Governor, when you look at the state right now culturally, are you comfortable with its cultural direction? Most principally, are you 
on board with the idea, for example, that Minnesota is now a safe haven state for even children who wish to change their gender? Is that the kind of state you envisioned 30 years ago? I'll be honest with you. I'm 89 years old, and that's an area that I'm very weak in. I truly am. Yeah. But in terms of the broad basis of human rights, I would like all human beings, with no exception, to be treated equally and to be treated fairly. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but when you get into the specifics of, of this area, frankly, I'm not sufficiently educated. Well, maybe you're better off for that. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. Yeah. I hope you're someplace warm right now, by the way. Yes, I'm in, I'm in Florida, and it's starting to – we had a cold spell here, and it's starting to warm up. So it's, we're getting very, very good weather now. What can be done, uh, particularly about your, the second point of today's letter uh, to the editor, what can be done to restore a citizen legislature? Will we ever get back to that? I think, I, I think, I think the public as a whole has got to stop this fierce loyalty to political parties mm-hmm. and start to pay attention to the policies and how those policies affect people and whether the people we elect to public office represent us or represented, represent, if you will, the wealthy interests. Right now, it's the latter. Um, if we could gather in coffee parties, neighborhood meetings, and persuade regular people to say, yes, I'm willing to go to St. Paul. I'm willing to serve six, eight years. Uh, but I want to maintain my job back home, and I want to ultimately come back to my community. But more than anything else, I only want to represent the best interest of my community. I don't want to get hooked up into these big political caucuses that we have, the massive fundraising that they have, this massive staff operation that they have. I want to bring back the legislature where it actually does work for the people and is of the people. I mean, right now, 85% of Americans do not fully trust their government. 85%. That's Mm -hmm. stunning. Yeah. (laughs) Including most of us on the show. Well, 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 I'm in the same boat. I'm absolutely in the same boat. Because, you know, 50 people in communications, I got an email this morning from somebody who read my letter to the editor and saying, and the communications is worse. You can never get through. All you get back is, is some email or you can put a message on a machine. Did you ever think you'd see the changes this fast? Your no. your your tenure seems like yesterday to me. And yeah, then- no, I, I never anticipated it would go this far. I mean, when you look at each caucus, so we have four political caucuses in the legislature. Each one of them is bigger than a state political party. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and no wonder they're always at war. Yeah. Are you a fan of Governor Walls? Uh, I, can't, I, I I supported him, campaigned for him, and I deeply regret it. Well, Thank you. Would I, you would you have blown a... eyeballs in this operation? And I've been trying to get answers from him. I can't. I had a phone call scheduled. Uh, they then canceled. Uh, I I have not been able to get any communication from him relative to all oh. the commentaries that I've written about what's going on, and that includes the uh, Humphrey study. Would you have signed off on blowing an $18 billion surplus? Oh, my gosh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh, no. Isn't that something? I mean, as a matter of fact, I'm glad you brought that up. <clears throat> when I came into office, we had about a $2 billion shortfall. And in those days, that was a large hunk of the budget. So we had to spend that whole first year whittling our expenses down. Oh. 
in order to balance the budget. Uh, but what we did do was we compelled the system as a whole to get engaged in long-term financial planning. Mm-hmm. And we tried to get the legislature to understand what f- financial tails were, that when you spend a dollar today, that dollar gets, uh, will, will be a dollar two or dollar five next year and a dollar eight the next year. In other words, it has tails mm-hmm. that grow in costs. And when you had a $17 billion surplus, and now you're headed for a $2 billion shortfall. Mm-hmm. That's reckless financial planning, truly reckless. Would you have signed off on a new almost $1 billion state office building project? <laughs> I can't even imagine anybody <laughs> having the audacity Isn't that to introduce such a bill, let alone vote for it. Oh, my God. I mean, this is, this is a part-time... When I came in, that was the first year that we had an office off the floor of the house Mm -hmm. and all Republicans were in one big room with a desk and all Democrats in a big room with a desk. And then you had some secretaries in a pool and that was it. And if you wanted to go to house research, which I did all the time, I love them. It was largely students, uh, working, working their way through law school Mm -hmm. and they were superb. I can't. That was the extent of our operation. If you wanted to uh, uh, write a press release, you had to write it yourself. I talked to George Latimer about this. When he was mayor, he said he had about two guys on his staff, about two people. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you're you're in the same boat. You guys were in the same era. Uh, my God, yeah. your time in office looks like something we wish we still had. Uh, it's just <laughs> it's just amazing what's happened. Uh, no, thank you. I I, uh, I hope we can yeah, stay in touch with you. That you can have these massive. Ma- I think the worst part is that these are massive political armies that permanently declare war and ask the, ask the public to put up with their gridlock and then pay the bill. That's exactly what we see. We we coined the phrase that the the political class, the the elected officials, seem to be on a third rail that has nothing yeah. to do with us. It has nothing to do nothing with the to do with us at all. And all they want is more money. Yes. So uh, Ken Olson wishes to address you, Governor. Where where do we find hope? Um, you said to ignore I the parties, go after the issues. Where does sincerely. hope lie? Yeah. No, I'm, you're absolutely right. Um, We've got to get people to agree to run for office. So many are talented, but they don't want to run because of the social media. Uh, but we've got to get beyond that. We've got to encourage good, talented, bright people uh, to come in and serve their time in the legislature and in local government. And then they can go back and resume normal life. Uh, but it really is with candidates. Well, we have our work cut out for you because, as you said, it's going to cost a fortune compared to what it used to cost. Oh, my gosh, it's dreadful. I mean, I can't imagine a legislature. I mean, what do you do with all those employees? Yeah, yeah. Give them raises like we just did. Yeah, Yeah, pay them. Big money. I mean, I I wouldn't know what to do. I mean, I was in the Army. I you, you kind of have to hire a staff sergeant just to march him around. Yeah, <laughs> Governor, I hope we can stay in touch. It's been a pleasure oh, to talk I would to you. Be honored, absolutely honored. Thank you. We, Thanks. We've got your number, so I'll contact you. But I've got one final question: Where is the sweater? 
Oh, you know, that's a good... <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. I gave it to my son in St. Paul, and he was supposed to bring it over to the Historical Society. They requested it, but I haven't got a clue what happened to it. Uh, I hope it's eBay. Over. He sold it to the highest bidder. That was eBay, the moth-eaten University of Minnesota sweater. <laughs> why did you Why did you give it to Tucker? He used to take my lunch money at Creighton way back when. Oh, well, no, he, he was a good kid. Changed, has he? He's a good kid. <laughs> no, he's a wonderful guy. Um, I, I, I'm going to give him a call and ask him what happened to the jacket. I think he brought it over to the Historical Society. Text text me at that number and let me know. I would I really do want to know. Well, give give if I've got your text, I certainly will. Okay, right, I'll send you a text after the show. Thank you, you sir. Deal. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Here's the deal, folks. Wow, that's a hard act can, to follow. There. Can I can I be honest? Go. When I heard you say, Governor, one more question, I seriously thought you were going to work in your zero res ad. All and right, I, everybody. And I'm not joking. No, you know what I thought? He's going to work in food. Oh, that's a good point, too. That's oh, a good that's, guess. You know, that can be, too. I can do that. <laughs> well, speaking of food, if you have spilled red wine all over your carpet on Valentine's Day, it needs to be cleaned up. Actually... It's just time to get your carpet clean every six months, every year. February is the month for love. So why don't you love your carpet and call Zero Res? Lucky for you, Zero Res does have the Love Your Rug special. Plus, they also have 17,000 Google reviews and a 4.9 rating. Now, the Love Your Rug special, three rooms, Zero Resified, starting at just $119. They're going to throw in a free hallway as well. And for those air ducts, this month takes $75 off when you book your Love Your Rug special and get your air ducts zero res clean. The number to call is 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z or go online to ZeroResMinnesota.com and tell them you want the rookie Love Your Rug special. It's easy. Protect your employees and customers by getting your business zero resified. Call the pros and they'll give you your commercial cleaning estimate. Spelled forwards or backwards, it spells the same zero res. Uh... Eight, uh, 1998 to me seems like yesterday. Oh my God! And and the governor agreed that what's what's eerie, what's what's off-putting, is how fast these changes have taken place. Yeah. And can you imagine what it would be like to have a governor? I didn't see eye to eye with Arnie on a lot of stuff, but you know what he was? Common sense. He you was ask a guy. Him, would you would you uh, squander an eighteen billion dollar surplus, Arnie? <coughs> Hell no, he well, said. He's an auditor, so <laughs> how, about, how about signing off on a new? Are you kidding me? I mean, he he he's he Joe. worked for the people. Joe, the problem is everybody who's in the the government right now, the governor on down, are mocking Arnie and us. For this discussion and for that letter, well, as being old back. and pathetic and not in the know and not understanding, and luddites and every other insult, and walls will not give Arnie an audience. Yeah. The professional How about that? courtesy, the professional, Pro- professional courtesy. courtesy. Yes, even that's all, that's all that should be. He even invited Governor uh, Ventura in for the weed deal. Remember right. when they yeah. announced the weed thing? Yeah. Yep. And, uh, oh. gee whiz, uh, I didn't know Arnie was going to say that Walls was a great disappointment to him, too. Yeah. 
because what a disappointment this guy is. I, right. is there, right. that's I, no, he big. said, I regret endorsing Oh, my you. God. Is there big. any way, nope. that, Chris, can we post his letter to the editor? Is there any way? Every, yes. Everybody in Minnesota should read this letter I'll, to I'll the include, editor. I'll have John send it to me and include it as a, uh, as a link to the show later today. Yep. Well... <laughs> I don't have a deal. Oh, that's right. We know. It's up on a shelf somewhere. That rumor's been going around. He's the only man on the show without a deal. He's Joe Suzuray. <laughs> Three things you can always expect with Liberty Safes and Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Always expect a sale on Liberty Safes to be going on and always expect Liberty to have your back either through their lifetime transferable warranties or their privacy policy, which is new and awesome. And if you're a GLer, here's the important stuff. You can always expect a little something, something extra when you shop at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. When you purchase a Liberty Safe from Maple Grove Lock and Safe, be sure you tell Rich, the owner, you're a resident of Gumption County. And he's going to set you up with something you'll definitely need, like free installation of a, an electrical accessory kit. You buy it. It's not that expensive. Rich puts it in for free. And now this is no matter what. If you're a GLer, Rich will always give you 15% off quick combination and key vault safes. These are the little ones that sit on your nightstand, your desk drawer, something that keeps your goodies hidden um, and allow for quick access when you need when the need arises. But when you're gone, your stuff is safe. Here's what you're going to do. Start the acquisition process. Log on to maplegrovelockandsafe.com right now. Find the safe quiz under the information center tab and then take the test. Find out which safe is best for you. Then pick up the phone. Call Rich 763-328-0628. Better yet, just stop into the shop. 6901 East Fish Lake Road and prepare yourself to own the best safe ever made. The Liberty Safe from MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. If you went to Mancini's, why didn't you have the mutton? You know, all the... Uh, <laughs> I've been writing long enough to uh, have written about virtually everybody that comes up. and Except for us. And Arnie yeah. has no trouble talking to me. Garrison Keeler finally came through. It's the current people that won't talk to you. And Why? Because they're pandas. That, and they can't understand why anyone would have a different opinion than their own. You're Ar exactly Ar right. It's just amazing. Well, they can't argue their point. Didn't they? they weren't even in debate class. Mm. You should be able to argue your point till the sun goes down. I mean, well, Arnie, what's his name? Uh, uh, Tim, Tim Walls has resolutely spent time perfecting ignoring us. He By won't even, refusing to join yeah. us. He won't even go out state unless it's a contained event and the outsiders, meaning conservatives, aren't there. Here is John Height. You know, and as recently as, uh, what, 10 years ago, Mark Dayton was happy to come on the stage. With absolutely. You. God, he was so every fun. Year, every he year. Did the ice Didn't bucket Paul challenge. Wellstone come on the stage? He said every year he came on, yeah. uh, he would come and talk to us. See, the, yeah. uh, the American male has uh, changed quite a bit. Yeah. And but, the political classes, but really yeah, yeah, yeah. politics has changed. Yeah. It's so vicious now that you. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, in uh, uh, this news brought to you by North American Banking Company, I was thinking of something else here. I'll have to let the listener know though. Uh, we we're talking about my mother eating steak fat when yeah. I was a kid, right? Yeah. She liked steak fat a lot. You know, whenever she did something like that, we'd uh, give her static about it. You know what her answer was? Huh. 
I grew up in the Depression. Oh, we didn't yeah. have... So, oh, we yeah. didn't have food. We just had to eat fat. We'd eat fat. Large sandwiches. We'd have to boil shoes and eat tongues. Yeah. We had to eat the sand that blew in under the door. That's right. In the 30s. So. Was she a North Dakota woman? Uh, she was. Yeah, she right. up in North it's funny, back then in the Depression, you just had basically random people gnawing on uh, tree limbs and That's things right. like that to get the sap out. <laughs> in the news, the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport received a $20 million federal grant yesterday to help out with its Terminal 2 expansion. It's all part of uh, the airport's $240 million project of adding two gates on the north side of Terminal 2. The federal grant awarded through the Federal Aviation Administration's Airport Terminals Program. That received a $5 billion boost through bipartisan infrastructure legislation. Uh, according to a press release, the program funds airport terminals on airport rail access projects and airport-owned traffic control towers. According to the MAC, construction is expected to start in the spring of this year, continue through 2026. The new gates should be opened in 2027. Last year, the MAC announced a $1.1 billion capital project for 2024, the organization's largest construction budget. That's fine. It's all needed, I imagine, but they didn't get a federal grant. They got your money. Ah. Teachers with St. Paul Public Schools voted to authorize a strike yesterday. Over two-thirds of the union's 3,689 members voted, with 92% voting yes to a strike, according to a news release from St. Paul uh, Federation of Educators. If necessary, the union said a strike date will be released at a later time. The union has to give the school district 10 days' notice before the first day of the strike. Union leaders say they're asking for additional mental health teams, lower health insurance costs, and better wages. In response, district officials say there are ongoing negotiations but add the union is uh, what the union is asking for is almost 100 million dollars over budget uh speaking of st paul schools dr joe gothard st paul schools recently named 2024 national superintendent of the year bfd by the American Association of School Administrators. A $10,000 scholarship will be presented in Gothard's name to a student either at his alma mater in Madison or in his current district. In order to be eligible for the National Superintendent of the Year Award, candidates first needed to be named state superintendent. He earned that back in October. Gothard has been the superintendent of St. Paul Schools since is my 2017. Dad here? Is my dad here? Who keeps growling underneath their microphone? When you're with my dad, that's what he does. <laughs> Gothard was recently named as a finalist for the superintendent position at Madison Metropolitan School District in Wisconsin. I know a guy who eats like that, no, where he likes the food so much, he's going, mm. You're killing have you, say, you have to get out. I, I'm sorry to be serious in this moment oh. of frivolity, but have you read the rest of the letters to the editor today? I glanced at him, Kenny. Uh, it's just pure propaganda. It's yep. so irritating. Minnesotans are have become a different breed. Boy. Uh, anyway, go ahead, maybe John. They always oh, were, and you know what's going to be fun? We all have to make sure we read uh, the Star Tribune tomorrow so we can see the hysterical reaction to uh, Governor Carlson's letter. Because yeah. you know they're <laughs> going to publish all sorts of naysayers. A school bus driver arrested on suspicion of impairment yesterday morning after a bus carrying four dozen students ran off the road in Rush City. 
The Chisago County Sheriff's Office said it received a report of a bus off the road on Game Avenue at about 8.15 a.m. Deputies got there within minutes. A sergeant noticed signs of impairment when talking to the bus driver. The Sheriff's Office says the driver, identified as 59-year-old Cara French of Harris, was booked into jail on suspicion of DWI. There were 49 students on the bus. Fortunately, none were injured, according to the Sheriff's Office, and they were all brought to school on a different bus. Did so you she see was uh, she was half in the bag at eight in the morning. Apparently. Maybe not half in the bag, maybe all the way in the bag. Did you see the footage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she backed into the basketball hoop. She looked like she might have spent some time at the lounge. It, it looked like she fell asleep. Yeah. Yeah. She just kept going and well, going. And didn't and she going. hit the brakes cuz she she skidded down the driveway, right? Or was that a and street? Swerved past the house and into a hedgerow and a snowdrift and The uh, Department of Revenue, uh, we talked a bit about this earlier, is making a third attempt to get one-time tax rebate checks to thousands who have not gotten them yet or who failed to cash the ones they previously got. Replacement checks to recipients who met income guidelines will start going out in the mail next week. They should all be out by the middle of March. (laughs) Now, previous rounds of checks, remember, were sent by a vendor called Submittable Holdings based in Missoula, Montana. Because we don't Uh, have anybody here that could do it. This time around, that'll be different. They'll come directly from the state of Minnesota. They could have uh, from the first time. Yeah, and the checks, uh, probably some got thrown away because they looked like some sort they of uh, junk mail. They, they, when they first really came. weird. Yeah, you know, they threw mine away. You know what yeah, the citizens should do? They should take a page from what the Minnesota Department of Revenue does when you underpay them by twenty dollars, and they send that threatening letter <laughs> right. that they're going to take your they're going to take your paycheck and your house and your firstborn. You should send them one of those letters. See yeah. how that turns out for you. The Basilica Block Party is coming back this summer after a two-year hiatus, but it won't happen. Is that ever it's out like of the news? fair? They managed to get in the news. I do yep. love the fact, though, that they're going to have it and they're going to call it the Basilica Block Party, and it's going to be nowhere near the no, Basilica. It's be at Boom Island. <laughs> Boom Island, yep. And uh, not the usual date, either. This year it'll be at Boom Island Park on August 2nd and 3rd. According to its website, the lineup will include more than 10 bands across the festival. Last year, organizers announced an extension to its 2022 hiatus. The last block party was held in September of 2021 where attendees were required to provide proof of vaccination. In 2020, the festival was canceled due to the pandemic. The Summer Music Festival started back in 1995. It's typically held in July. They have, have they announced any um, bands yet? I've not seen any notices, and I looked on the website. There was nothing there for bands. Right. Okay. Uh, national international news. Alexei Navalny, who crusaded against official corruption and staged massive anti-Kremlin protests as President Vladimir Putin's fiercest foe, died in the Arctic penal colony where he was serving a 19-year sentence. Russia's prison agency made the announcement he was 47. At stunning news, less than a month before an election that will give Putin another six years in power, brought renewed criticism and outrage directed at Putin, who has cracked down on all opposition at home. Navalny felt unwell after a walk, according to the Federal Penitentiary Service, and lost consciousness. They said there's no cause of death as of yet. He's been behind bars since January 2021. He, when he returned to Moscow to face certain arrests after recuperating in Germany from a nerve agent poisoning that he blamed on the Kremlin. Jeez. Since then, he was convicted three times, each of which he was rejected. Uh, he rejected as politically motivated. Condemnations of Putin and Russia were quick. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz said Navalny has probably paid for the, his courage 
with his life standing at Scholz's side. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said Putin doesn't care who dies in order to hold him into his position. Latvian President Edgars Rinkovic said Navalny was brutally murdered by the Kremlin. That's a fact and something one should know about the current regime in Russia. Former world chess champion turned Kremlin opponent Garry Kasparov said Putin tried and failed to murder Navalny quickly and secretly with poison. And now he's murdered him slowly and publicly in prison. British Foreign Secretary David Cameron echoed the remarks of Vice President Kamala Harris. Harris saying a further sign of Putin's brutality. Whatever the story they tell, let us be clear, Russia is responsible. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley blasted Donald Trump for his past praise of Putin after hearing of Navalny's death. Haley writing on X, Putin did this, the same Putin who Donald Trump praises and defends. Maybe Tucker Carlson could put this into context for us. Yeah, yeah. you know. It's a great country to live in and everything. And boy, their grocery stores work well and stuff. Just in clean subways, man. They're really clean. I d- okay, I, I know you're you're having some fun with Tucker. No, I'm not having fun. He's a... I won't say what he's... I heard. Wow, okay, uh, sorry. Wrong, wrong choice of words. Did you see the video of the grocery store, though? No, I didn't. Well, the, his... I don't look for that kind of sh- stuff. <laughs> nice See, I almost swore, and now you did. Yeah. Okay. That was some heavy-duty backpedaling. I, did, I didn't realize such reactions were going to be elicited by this. But my point is... Oh, this is... I can... You want me to go for about 10 minutes? I can. Well, who gets to I go want... to that grocery store, Chris? <clears throat> I want to know... The uh, Politburo? Okay. I'll, I'll I want to know who you two, John and Joe... Who do you trust? Who's reporting? Do you trust? Right now, nobody. If you if you would like to talk about Tucker Carlson's reporting, I'd gladly no, talk no. about that. No, I want to know who you trust. Right I now, nobody. Yeah, I, I trust uh, some of the guys. Uh, uh, Victor Davis Hanson. Uh, some of the guys. Victor but, Davis Hanson loves Trump. I know, but I love his writing. I can, I can, uh, I can look the other way when he comes to Trump. Who do you trust, John? I do not trust Vladimir Putin, number one. He's not a reporter. Well, the reporter. What name a reporter I'll that you trust? See, see uh, uh, Don uh, Riley. Tom Hauser. Yeah. Tom Hauser. I'll I don't trust anybody either. I'm not trying to play gotcha with you. I just I, there's nobody to trust. I have a I have a question. I trust the carpet how, clean heroes at zero res. How is the Navalny story in any way related? To the reporting, that all I'm saying is Vladimir Putin is a dictator, a despot who will kill anybody. Lied through his teeth to Tucker Carlson. Yeah, we're Tucker not fighting. Carlson he's a murderer, John. He's worse than that. He's a murdering oh, yeah. evil thug, yeah. psychopath. I absolutely agree. There's no way I'm going to defend him. And I'm Tucker just... Carlson bought everything hook, line, and sinker. Or see, and this is what we talked about before the show. Speaking of people being compromised. He's compromised. Uh, he's compromised. Yeah. And he's proved it ever since the Ukraine thing started. Yeah. That he's compromised. But groceries were nice and cheap, though, is the whole... Well, yeah. You know, you can take your groceries and you can... <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is there's nobody left in this world to trust. Nobody. The end. I but trust the, who oh, I trust. God. Well, who this do you trust covers. then, John? I don't. I'm talking I, I about trust the Navalny somebody. thing. I'm, I'm trust, talking about oh, the Navalny thing. I not. trust Bobby Orr. I, Okay, that's a start. Do no. you? Okay, I'm going real black helicopter now. Let's bring go. Yeah. In your it, heart of it. hearts, in yeah. your heart of hearts, do you think Vladimir Putin does not have Donald Trump compromised? Of course he does. I think everybody. Yeah, I, I, I think you he should does. have a helicopter sounder. 
I wish you'd find one. Yeah, we should. I'm willing to go with that. I'm going there today, guys. John, I think you're looking for a fight where there isn't one. John, I'm not. Because I agree with every... I want helicopter noises. Joe, be quiet. John and I are trying to get mad at each other here. Um... No, no I agree with everything you said, John. I'm mad at the story, not not at you. Yeah, yeah, it, it it's despicable. I agree. Yeah, but, but somehow he's a hero. It. He's a hero to the right right now. Can you tell me why? Putin is. I can't tell you. Why. <laughs> I cannot tell you why. That's I why I don't trust anything Tom, about. Whoops. That sounds pretty good. It sounded like Roycey interviewing <laughs> Tom Kelly. That, right. that was Roycey. There we go. There we go. There really, John. Really, timing is everything. Right. Yeah. I'm done. I'll never Hold on, because you are about to get 7 million emails by what you just said about really former care. President Trump. And I know you don't care, and I, for the most part, don't either. But while you say that, then the Biden family is in the back pocket of China. Sorry. Oh, really? Hmm. That's interesting. They're Go in the back pocket of somebody. Well, it's obviously not, as my next story will tell you, <laughs> Burisma. FBI informants been charged with fabricating a multi-million dollar bribery See, scheme involving John, President Biden. I don't even believe this. I believe everything about this is corrupt. <laughs> the FBI has been weaponized to be favor to favor <laughs> Biden. I don't trust the FBI. I don't trust anybody. You know nobody. What? There's nobody in this earth that nobody. I trust. You know what? Well, I can just make up news then, right? Because and I wouldn't trust that I mean, either. If you don't believe it, John, I trust you. You know who I trust, John? That drunk that crashed the school bus yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> she's got more credits for you. You know what? She got a direct line. <laughs> yeah, she's the only one I trust. This, this newscast, which has devolved into chaos, yes, it has. Is That's proof kind of that though. it's over. There's, yeah, it's everything's done. Yeah. Everything's over. Everything's done, including yeah, this segment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I uh, no, I am not trying to fight with you at all on this, John. No, I'm not. I'm and I, I'm not mad at you guys. I'm mad at the story. Yeah, I'm mad that Stewart grocery prices catalog, can't match that. that I Russia. liked Navalny. I liked what I knew of him. What? What's there to dislike? Right. I mean, he was brave enough to fight against a regime that's obviously in the hands of a bloodthirsty rat bastard. That's How come right. that chess okay. guy is still walking the earth? Shouldn't Putin have had him killed by now? Hmm? You'd think Who? so. Uh, the chess dude you mentioned. Um, well, yeah, but he's, uh, he doesn't live in Russia, so he can't Oh, he'll find him. him. He'll find yeah. him. As long as well, he, he leaves... first. No, oh, go ahead, sir. First tried to kill Navalny, what, in yeah. Poland? Not Poland. Where was he? England, maybe? England. Tried to poison him there. Yeah. You couldn't write this crap. This is worse than any spy novel I've ever read. Rob Tom Smith. Slow horses. Well, what are you Still doing? I'm waiting we'll for not... Rook. Oh, are we? Are we yeah, oh, we're right going to talk about Ray and Welter. Okay, well, heating. then let me. Let me get into mindset here. Um, <laughs> it's heating me, season. Me, no, you, know, you got to get into character. Let me jump yourself right up. <laughs> Rookie here. Now, don't you swelter. Gonna lay it down for Ray and Welter. If you got a lot of furnace making a funky noise, call the furnace fixers with all the poise. Certified dudes checking all the switches, making it all right for you. Oh, wait, that doesn't work, does it? <laughs> Maybe I, uh, I'll, I'll try something else. Maybe I'll just play it straight. Welter Perfect. Heating and Air Conditioning. Um, Did you actually write rap lyrics for this yeah. ad? Checking, making the dudes, <laughs> checking all the switches, making it right for all of you. Yep. Stitches. Uh, 612-825-6867. If your furnace is making a funky noise, that's nothing to leave to chance. You get those certified techs over to your home, and you call 612-825-6867 during business hours. It's answered by a human being. 
And they'll very happily tell you about the 120 years of experience that they have at the Welters and that there's four generations of Welter family members. It's just that they serve the metro area, and, of course, technology has changed over the years. That's where the techs are certified. Heating, cooling, air purification system, and their website, which is free to look at, welterheating.com. Click on the blogs, and you just might solve a problem that you have uh, listed there, and that's for free, man. So welterheating.com is the website. Call them. If you need a tune-up, they do that as well. 612-825-6867. I'm out. Not a garage logic town council member. Here's what you're missing. You know who you kind of remind me of, Joe, especially today? One of those snobs that lives over in Great Britain that just poo-poos everything America. Wow. Really? Yeah. Tay-Tay, football parties. You not like happiness, Joe? Matthews parties. Morons. <laughs> All-American football hero. Half <laughs> of America's <laughs> sweethearts. Yeah. I mean, they're literally the the royalty of the United States of America, and you hate half I got to give her credit when she slugged down that beer on the scoreboard that was pretty cool she can drink a beer that was pretty cool go behind the scenes of garage logic with unfiltered audio and video access invites to exclusive events an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself and more by signing up at garagelogic.com i'm trying to hear the swan Hey, you guys, who's the San Diego pitcher that nobody wants? Mike Snell. What, what is the problem there? Money. Oh. Wants well, a lot of money. He's a five-and-fly guy. What's that mean? That means he pitches five innings and uh, says, see you later a lot of times. He's oh. not a, he pitched fewer innings than any Cy Young Award winner in history, but he's, uh, he wants ungodly money, so uh, I, I don't know. Are you you know what might happen? I can see the Twins Carlos Correa deal coming around the corner. <laughs> you know, he gets the you get him for one year, and you hope he doesn't come back. <laughs> but uh, you know, then then you end up uh, getting then you get you know that I keep saying that the only team more surprised to get Carlos Correa back was the Twins. Yeah. I mean, the Twins were more surprised than anybody else because they thought it was a one year deal. So. Uh, anyway, they could do something like that with him, but I don't. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they want to add thirty million to the payroll when they <laughs> don't have much of a TV deal at all. So, are you, you at know, the yard? Actually, no, I was there for a while this morning. I'm at home. Yeah. But uh, how is Arnie? How's Arnie doing, Carlson? It was wonderful, and it's yeah. uh, it's it's hard to imagine that uh, 1998 to you and me seems like yesterday, and things were going great, and uh, all of a sudden we're in the bleeper. Yeah. <laughs> well, Arnie, what's Arnie? Arnie's against both the, both uh, candidates, I would think, huh? Arnie, uh, Arnie has a very strong sense of financial responsibility, and he's shocked that the governor blew an $18 billion surplus. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... Uh, and he wouldn't have signed that. off on a billion-dollar office building either. Okay. Well, I got to talk to Arnie, because I was down visiting Glenn Taylor yesterday at Naples. And did a long interview with him of kind of, uh, you know, getting out of sports, uh, supposedly, although these guys haven't finished it yet. 
But uh, he told me the whole story about Arnie. I mean, it's been told before, but about Arnie was the one who got him to buy the Timberwolves when nobody else was buying them. So. Mm-hmm. Were you very complimentary of Glenn Taylor's ownership of the yes. newspaper? Hello, boss. <laughs> I, I, I did not get into that, but you know what I did? Something I rarely do. I taped it. Oh. Hour and 37 minutes I got to go through here. But, Did you have uh, Sid's oh. big, huge tape recorder and <laughs> microphone? And no, 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 I did it on my phone. But when you're uh, when you're interviewing the boss, you pretty much want to make sure you don't get that period <laughs> in the wrong place. What's, uh, what's Glenn got in Naples? A little apartment? Yeah, he's got a nice little plot spot there. Yeah, I'd say it's okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, let's just put it this way. We didn't know which door to go in. So yeah. that was, <laughs> was the fr- in the front, was there water? Oh, no, in the back. But it's actually, the you know, it's a double front thing. But the, when you, the front, you come in, the water's on the other side. But he's not on the Gulf. He's on, uh, there's a channel that leads out to the Gulf. Well, there's but nothing wrong with that. that uh, and then across the way, there's a hunk of land, yeah, and uh, with big trees and stuff. And uh, he said that's where the hurricane stopped <laughs> and oh. went right and went right. So they were uh, they got hit, but not not very bad. Well, if you need uh, Arnie, he's in Punta Gorda, so he's not far from you. Oh, really? So yeah. he went to Florida too. Huh? Oh hell, who out. who doesn't? Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's living down here now, so he's a tax dodge. He's living in Minnesota for five months and not. No, no, we don't. We six don't. Months in a day. We yeah, don't. Six, six months in a day. No, we don't Royce. know that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, he might be down there for a week. For all we I only know. we hope yeah. he is because yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't yeah. you? Yes. Well, uh, because you got to pay the sales tax down here. What is it? Forty-two percent or something. They got it on everything. It's unbelievable. Say, but, uh, uh, did the Gophers blow a big lead yesterday? Yeah, but this time they did it against a good team. Okay. Uh, the Iowa, Iowa, they did it against a bad team, but uh, Purdue's pretty good. And uh, there was something that occurred during the game that had me very upset for the entire game. All right. At the idiot announcers. Yeah. Who was who watched the game? Raise your hand. I, I did not. I didn't either, Pat. I'll be honest. John, you didn't. How about you? Rick? No, 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 I didn't. See I'm sorry. Are you even asking me? I know. I wouldn't bother. <laughs> okay. Good. But, thank you. Uh, what we needed was a double pump layup at an important time. <laughs> All right, thank you. But so Ben Johnson gets a technical in the in the early in the second half, right? He gets a technical. Yeah. Well, Purdue already has a ball. Okay, when the technical's called, Purdue's the Purdue's already coming back up the court, and they call the technical, and they Purdue then shoots one. Two free throws, they make one free throw. Okay. And all we're hearing the whole bleeping rest of the game is how that technical foul changed the momentum. It was one bleeping point, (laughs) you morons. Yeah. And they kept saying that and saying it. And I almost threw a tennis shoe at the TV. Yeah. Shut up, you idiots. Robbie Hummel, of course, being a neutral. Yeah, Robbie Hummel being a neutral observer, former Purdue star. Six-year, yeah, Purdue player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he played there. He was the first six-year guy, wasn't he? I, I think, think so, was. yeah. 
Yeah. And but the Timberwolves had there. about a 50-point lead, so I didn't watch that because I figured they couldn't even blow that, and they did oh, not. They were ahead. They uh, they let her get down to six or eight or something, but they were ahead 44 to 14. Yeah. And uh, they hit the – they only have less than, you know, a fraction less than a third of the season remaining. They got their 39 and uh, – 16. what is it, 39 and 16? 16. One yeah, game and lead. Yeah. They're on pace for 58 games, 58 wins, which would equal their highest total ever in 2003-04 when they were the number one seed in the West uh, and made their only playoff run. But uh, it's uh, it's pretty amazing, amazing that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Patrick, uh, I always that. know when you were on your A game, and I'll tell you why. You were on your A game when you let something so minuscule Take you to a boiling point like no other, like that. That's when you know our guy's on his A yeah. game. Well, not because I'm mad because of the golfers. No. I can do that with the best of them. For God's sake. That's one of my talents, belittling the golfers. You know, you know. But shut up! It was one point. What in God's name is wrong with you, idiots? One point. Yeah. Uh, did, did you have you seen Purdue, uh, Joe? No. This guy is seven four. Yeah. This Edie guy is seven four. He just moves around like uh, you know a, a Goliath, but uh, he can actually run up and down the court. But they just <laughs> throw the ball as high as they can, and he tries to toss it over your head with two hands. You know, so <laughs> it's uh, last year. You know, they were they were a. Uh, Number one or two seed? No, number one seed. They right? were the number one overall seed in oh, the tournament yeah, last year. They got year. beat by Farley Dickinson in the first game. And guess what? That could happen again. They aren't that good. Who uh, who will be the Timberwolves All Star representatives? They have two, don't they? Uh, ant and two. Cat. I think so. The Ant and the Cat. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, they they are both there, and uh, we we were so pompous that we uh, finally having a good team. We were mad that Rudy didn't make it. Too, yeah. We should have had three. Where is it this well, year? Well, technically, we've got three because we got the coach. Yeah. The oh, Fincher. Yeah. Right. Where Fincher's is it this right. year? Uh, I don't know. Indianapolis. Where? NBA All Star Game? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah, I know that. Down for Ant. That's weird. Ant didn't yeah. get in much trouble in Indianapolis, Vinny. I, yeah. I hate to be in Vegas for Ant. We may never see him again. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, being in Indianapolis is a good spot for Ant. Say, Tigers competing in LA. He was plus two after the first round. I don't know about today. I haven't checked either, but that's, uh, you know, they need something like that. And uh, he's having back spasms, Pat. Mm-hmm. So that's not good. Well, he's, he's uh, not the same. That's for sure. Mr. Think he's going to go play senior champion. Uh, not the not the not the champion swing, but do you think he's going to play in their majors? I don't know. It's a good question. I was actually going to ask both of you guys that because Mr. Money Talk reported yesterday that he's got a brand new deal with Adidas. He's got a, a, oh, a yeah, line called Sun so, Day Red. Ah, Sun and Day are separate Sun words. Day got it. Red. Sun oh, Day okay. Red. Yeah, he he broke up with Nike, right? Yep. yep. That was a that was a very profitable relationship for both of them. I think so. At least. Yes. I think so. Well, what else we got, buddy? What else we got? Uh, well, hey, I just found out that the. Uh, I didn't realize that down here in uh, 
in Naples, we have the uh, the senior event, the uh, first senior event played on the mainland. The other two were, the other one was played out in Hawaii. But they they used to have it in uh, Boca, but uh, it's, uh, Naples has had one a long time. And uh, I know Layman's down there. I don't know if the Lump's down here, but I did check out. By the way, when I was in Naples yesterday, I stopped at Micklebobs. Yeah, and uh, nice. Maddie, Bob Matson, the man who basically launched your column writing career, Bob yeah. Matson. Yeah. He's uh, he wasn't in there. He's still the owner, but he's living on the other coast here in Florida. But he's still doing well. He's healthy. His son-in-law runs the place. Uh, Lou Bavaro runs the place now. But uh, he was the state treasurer, to... wasn't he? No, oddly state enough, he auditor. was the state auditor before Arnie. It was the state auditor. He ran it like a banana republic out of yeah, a duplex yeah, on right. Grand Avenue. They, <laughs> they threw him out. They took away his office because he yeah. was living in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> he beat the rest of the world to Florida. Yes, he it did. Was, <laughs> and, and that was, Micklebobs was his second uh, version of that, his it was first. He had, it was part of the chain of Fat Boys Barbecues down there, and he had to, he had a few of them, and he had to come down and check those out while the state auditing business was passing by. But he is a character man. He's a great guy, and you know he ran because his dad was Bob Batson and got elected like sixty times to different offices. Yeah, and everybody who betted for him. Voted for him, thought they were voting for the other bamboo. Right. Watson, right. Yeah, it was great. I'll talk so. to you Monday. All right, see ya. Very good, thank you. Uh, you know what you can do right now? Get on the schedule to have Hofferman Water. My friends at Hofferman Water and Connecticut come to your home for that free water analysis. Thank you, by the way, to the people that have chimed in and have scheduled their appointment. We appreciate it. 612-895-2440. That's the number to get on that schedule with Hofferman Water. Uh, I'm a customer. I have been for a number of years now. I'm so glad that I changed the water and upgraded to Connecticut. It's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water, and I know it'll do the same thing for you. Hoffermanwater.com is their website. You go on there, you can see every single water treatment system that they have to offer. So give yourself the gift of better water this 2024 season. Uh, new drinking water system, new water softener, it's all there for you. Hoffermanwater.com. Please schedule that appointment today and let them know you heard about it here on the Garage Logic Podcast. God. <laughs> Scramble time. <laughs> Gary writes, he lives in Mendota Heights, and we know him, so this is real. I know Gary from Mendota Heights. Last year, we wanted to have a large fixed window replaced with a slider style. We didn't want something we'd have problems with in the future. We wanted a good window and expert installers. Renewal by Anderson provided that. We got a big slider window, two double-hung windows, and a new back door. They look and work great. 
I recommend Anderson to other garage logicians. Thank you, Gary. That's and Mary. Uh, Renewal by Anderson, which brings you this day in history. If it's windows you need, check out Renewal's acclaim replacement windows. But as Gary noted, it's not just windows, patio doors, entry doors. Renewal by Anderson is the best products and the best service. They have their own engineering and innovation. Are you aware of that? I did not know That's that. That's why they came up with the Acclaim Windows, renowned beauty, durability, and performance. Got it. Ask Gary. He already did this. They Everything bring works. the windows to Everything you. Everything works. It's like <laughs> it's supposed to. Custom built. They fit perfectly. Only Acclaim replacement windows are precision manufactured to within one sixteenth inch of your opening for a weather-tight fit without drafts. Hear that, Kenny? You won't have the wind blowing through your farmhouse. <laughs> You get renewal by Anderson up there. Uh, give the give Anderson a call, 651-705-6931, or go to renewalbyanderson.com backslash garage logic. Fantastic. Only because they come to us, not only from renewal, but from Lake Las Vegas, Nevada, from the traveling Lyman's. It's on this day in history. Are you talking about February 16th? On this day in 1855, Fairbowl was platted, surveyed, and mapped, that means. Trader Alexander Fairbowl, son of Jean-Baptiste and Pelagie Fairbowl, mm. had settled there in 1826. You know what? I knew that. On this day... Because I did a book report in second grade. But that was something. <laughs> on, yeah. on this day... If only you had that back. Back 16. 1860, the Minnesota State Agricultural Society was incorporated, replacing the territorial society that had previously existed. And finally, on this day... 216. 1864, the Wasika County Horse Thief Detectives were organized in Wilton, one of several such settler colonist groups. It continued to hold social meetings after 1880, and when horse thieving became a thing of the past, it focused its energies on tracing stolen cars. Hmm. Hey, I'd like to... That'd be a neat thing to be a member of. I think we've done this one before. This sounds very familiar. Of course we have. It's this day in history. We did it last (laughs) February 16th. So we're just going to trot out the same stories every year? Along those lines, Kenny, I was thinking as I read these, do these ever get updated? (laughs) He's just recycling the same ones. It's the same, right? I mean, we can recycle. Tom Lyman doesn't do it. They're from uh, Minopedia. Um, Yes, Joe. Once in a while, they'll get updated if something happened last year. There you go. There you go. Right. Why is Faribault like always in the news? You know, What's I've so, said that before. It's so important. special about it's a, it. It's a city media whore. But really I want to be, I want to, I can imagine the badge they get. The Was, the Wasika County Horse Thief Detectives. Big badge? Oh, big badge. Uh, like a sheriff's badge. T-shirts? Stars on it. Huh? T-shirts or, oh, or a jacket hat, on the big the badge hat. on the back of the jacket. What a neat outfit. Huh. I hope they still exist. In fact, look it up right now. Well, I just Sika? did, actually. They, do they still they, exist, John? They do. There's a story from 2021. Wow. In yes, the we are the whole as we get the in, the, in the Wasika County News. 
Uh, it says the uh, Waseca County horse thief detectives would like the public to know horse thieves are not welcome in this territory. And then uh, it talks about their 157th annual meeting and family picnic Wonderful. in Northeast Park in Waseca. I, I swear we've done that story before, too. Probably a year ago. Probably a year ago or maybe two years ago on February I'm, 16th. I'm being serious when I ask that. I wonder how much they do married to someone on the inside of the horse world. I do know that there are still horse horse. Thieves, horse thieves, horse Careful. thieves, rustlers amongst us. Yes. Rustlers, yeah. yeah. There so, are. Oh God, yes. What do they do with them? They sell them. Unfortunately, they shoot horses, don't they? They no, go to the God, glue factory. Jesus, don't. What is wrong with you guys? Mm-hmm. Put them in the glue factory. Go. I think that's the title of a book, isn't? Isn't it? It was a movie. No, what am I thinking of? Oh, they shoot horses, don't they? Wasn't that the dancing movie? That was with Paul Newman and uh, Steve McQueen, right? No, it wasn't. It was Jane Fonda, I think. It's Jane Fonda, but it was also a book first about the same story of noir mystery. Remember when Mongo punched the horse? Yes. That was fine (laughs) cinema right there. If you can't get enough of Garage Logic, well then you should join the thousands of GLers who have found us on YouTube. Just search for the Garage Logic podcast and subscribe for near daily content, including behind the scenes content, full segments and video shorts. I'll be putting up the interview with Governor Carlson on the YouTube channel today. That's Garage Logic podcast on YouTube. Uh, Weekend, Chuck? Yeah. Yeah, you might.